You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Have you always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all-access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment featured on AHLReport.com. Your hosts, Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens, are experienced, credentialed hockey reporters bringing you stories built from strong connections throughout the hockey community and from inside rinks all across North America. Welcome to The Press Zone. And welcome to this week's episode of The Press Zone Montreal. We are so glad that you are here with us today uh, here at the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media. We're a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are just very excited that you're here with us today to talk about all things hockey with the Montreal Canadiens organization. Uh, I'm your host, Amy Johnson. I'm the lead correspondent here at the AHL Report, and I'm joined each and every week by my fantastic co-host. He is our editor-in-chief and founder of Rocket Sports Media, and that is Rick Stevens. How are you on this beautiful, sunny April? Hey, it's April. It's April. Happy spring. It's our first episode of April 2021. Wow. It's very exciting. What happens then? Um, I, the the hockey schedule gets stupid for that. <laughs> I mean, that's true <laughs> for the Canadians for sure. Yeah, um, four games a week for the next five weeks. Laval, on the other hand, has um, I think eight games all month. That's odd. I'll take it because they it was it was not fun last month. <laughs> I guarantee that my. Cohort Chris G will attest to that. Uh, we had quite the month for Laval last last month. So, lots of hockey, lots of other sports as well. Uh, a little bit of baseball, a little bit of baseball, a little bit of a um, bit of Augusta things happening down there. Oh, it's my favorite week of the year. It is not spring in my world until. The Masters happens. You see the rhododendrons and... The azaleas. Mm-hmm. And, oh, it's best, best, best golfing week of the year. And um, I'm going to try to be productive over the four-day tournament. Um, but it's very difficult. <laughs> you're playing in it again this year? Is that what you're saying? I am. I've got... <laughs> I've already have, uh, I think, two or three different DraftKings uh, lineups already set for uh, for the Masters. Nice. Um, but, you know, I mean, <laughs> I, I can't take sole credit for loving the Masters. Uh, it's everyone's favorite tournament of the year. Uh, the golfers are in Augusta, Georgia to compete for the coveted jacket. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you in the center of the action by giving you a shot to land in the green. This week, DraftKings is giving you a free shot at the $1 million top prize when you download and sign up using promo code THPN. If you haven't tried DraftKings, this is the time. It's easy to play. All you do is pick six golfers, stay under the salary cap, and submit your lineup before the tournament tees off early Thursday morning. Then sit back and follow the action. The more red numbers they have on the leaderboard, the closer you'll be to winning some green. Rack up points for pars, birdies, finishing position, and more. Even though you might not be able to hit the course with the pros, DraftKings is giving you the chance to uh, scratch your competitive itch and reign supreme. Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at the $1 million top prize. That's code THPN, and you can get a free shot at the $1 million top prize only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com 
for details. Uh, and like I said, I did it. Uh, I've got a, I've got a few uh, draft entries uh, for the Masters for this week. Uh, super fun. My favorite time of the year. See who's going to win the green jacket. Jordan Spieth had a big weekend last weekend. There's only four golfers who ever won their tournament, won their PGA Tour tournament the weekend before the Masters, and then had gone on to win the Masters. Um, my only sadness, of course, is that Tiger Woods won't be there. We are hoping that he is recovering well um but it's going to be a it's going to be a great tournament and so go to DraftKings uh and use that promo code thpn to get your free chance at some big money thanks to our friends at the hockey podcast network that's right um so today we have a ton to talk about with the montreal canadians it's uh you know as it's it's april and the trade deadline is approaching and all sorts of things are happening and in our first segment of course we're going to concentrate on the on the canadians themselves um there was uh, there was a, 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 a an averagely known player who made his debut in in montreal this week um and, and had a had a middling effect on the game i'd say we'll talk a little bit about 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 that guy who hails from from Thunder Bay, um, and also talk a little bit about uh, the the issues that are now starting to crop up. For so long, the Canadian division uh, thankfully avoided the the massive and frequent COVID shutdowns that um, teams south of the border uh, were experiencing. But now, you know, the the Habs had their brief shutdown and now there's a there's some some really scary things going on in western canada that we're going to talk about as well uh in the second and and of course um we have some ncaa frozen four news in terms of a habs prospect who is still in the tournament uh in our second segment we'll go down on the farm to the laval rocket um We've got a player who signed his ELC. We've got a player turning pro set to make his debut. Uh, we've got some uh, audio for you from Joel Bouchard and from Ryan Paling, who's really lighting things up. Uh, we have another player who signed a new NHL contract. I mean, it's it, <laughs> Laval is a busy place these days uh, and full of exciting news. So you don't want to miss the second segment. And then in the third segment, we go around the AHL introduce you to this week's CCM AHL Player of the Week, as well as the league's award winners for the month of March. Um, and uh, we've got a pretty special feel-good finale for you today. Uh, and it's one that every hockey fan can certainly uh, get behind, so you don't want to miss that as well. And there you have it. Wow. Lots to talk about. So let's uh, let's start with the Montreal Canadiens. And as I said, Rick, you know... Um, I, I'm, people, I, people sort of know, uh, sort of know this player, sort of know his family and, and hockey history, and, and, and you know, I, I guess they were a little bit excited to know that Eric Stahl was traded to the Canadians from Buffalo and and made his debut last night. And I don't really, I don't know that it was a big deal, was it? Well, the funny thing <laughs> is that for the first sixty minutes, it, it wasn't really a big deal. Um, he had a, an okay start uh, to the game. Um, and I, I guess the one thing he was doing uh, was uh, he was un, almost unbeatable on the face-offs. He, he took 18 face-offs, won 14 of them, um, almost, almost in 80% territory. Um, but otherwise, um, he was playing a, a very simple game, very safe game, um, playing uh, on the second line, which was maybe a bit of a surprise. Thought he might enter on the fourth line uh, with his first game, but um, no, there he was in the second uh, the second line, and um, uh, just kind of uh, taking very short shifts. He said, unusually so. Uh, just so he can get his legs underneath him, um, and with uh, with the Canadians and uh, uh, and the Edmonton Oilers going to overtime, uh, we knew what uh, Dominic Ducharme's strategy was going to be, and that is uh, his old favorite, uh, Philip Deneau. Paul if it ain't Byron. broke, don't fit. Oh wait, it is. It is broken. broke. Yeah, <laughs> they haven't won an overtime game yet. Or, or up until last night. Um, yeah, but there was uh, Dano and Byron, you know, combined a handful of goals. And um, 
uh, also, uh, you know, the, the reason that uh, uh, Ducharme has sent uh, Deneau out is to, to gain possession, because possession is so important. And uh, every single face-off in overtime by Phil Deneau was lost, all three against oh, Leon Dreisaitl. So... <laughs> Um, That's helpful. All right, throw, throw out uh, throw out that stall guy uh, uh-huh. who uh, was only uh, dominating the, the faceoff dot. He won the faceoff, and um, and uh, the, the Canadians maintained possession. He took it in on the off wing and uh, put a puck past Mike Smith with uh, just less than a minute left to go in overtime. The Canadians winning their first overtime game of the season, thanks to one Eric Stall. Playing his first game as a Montreal Canadian. Mm-hmm. Not bad. It's a it's an okay way to start your after. I should say after playing all year in Buffalo, <laughs> so uh, that had to feel pretty good. I, th- I think that's a, a pretty decent start for Eric Stahl. Obviously, I think fans are very excited about it. Uh, very excited to have him in the lineup. I, I um, he was placed on the second line last night, Rick, and and. You know, while I certainly uh, feel that he is absolutely a, a top six player and 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 would be suited for the second line, do you agree with starting him in his first game on the second line, or do you do you ease him into the new system and then promote him from there, even even within the game? But but I don't know. What do you think? Well, I uh, yeah, I I would have um, I would have put him in the fourth line, and as as he said, his his shifts were uh, around thirty five seconds each because um, he needed to to ease himself into the game, and and he was playing kind of tentatively. Uh, that's usually um, the the recipe for putting a player in and getting used to the game again uh, on the fourth line. I I. I, I don't un- understand uh, necessarily the decision, particularly because Jesperi Kotkaniemi had been playing so well of late. Uh, Kotkaniemi gets bumped to the fourth line, um, and uh, and more importantly, he's away from uh, wingers that um, you know, uh, more high, highly skilled wingers. Let's say he had uh, been spending a lot of time with Toffoli. Uh, this season, uh, but Eric Stahl had to fall in and Duran flanking him, um, and uh, I mean it. The game all worked out in the end, uh, but but it might have been. Um, th- this is we, we have to remember that Dom Ducharme is rookie coach. Uh, he rookies make mistakes. He probably made another mistake uh, last night in his choices, uh, but it all worked out for him. So uh, he certainly won't have to face questions about that. Absolutely. Um, we did see, of course, uh, Carey Price looking like he was not feeling 100% during the game. Uh, it was uh, then Ducharme after the game said he was being evaluated. Then today we find out that Caden Primo has been recalled from Laval up to the taxi squad uh, as he will travel on the taxi squad with the team to Toronto while Carey stays behind in Montreal for some treatment uh, for an undisclosed injury. Um, and so that means we will likely see Jake Allen start in Toronto um, and Charlie Lindgren gets to actually dress for his first NHL game, I would imagine, uh, placing him in as the backup to Jake Allen. So um, His first game this season, that's true. That's, that's true. So uh, while, of course, we're all concerned about Carey Price, uh, there is on the silver lining side, uh, happy that Charlie Lindgren actually gets uh, to dress for an NHL game and... and and be on the bench and and really feel like he's he's part of things. It's been a it's been a long road as you, if if you've listened to our podcast and the interviews we've ha- we had with him a couple weeks ago and and back in October. It's been a long year for for taxi squad goaltenders, and so we like to see that. Um, and we remember that it was Dom Ducharme who um, spilled the beans. Um, he was this was in one of his very first uh, media availabilities. He was asked a, a kind of a, a vague question, the kind of question that that uh, head coaches don't normally answer about Carey Price's health. And he said at that point, no, Price is not uh, 100%. He's playing with some injuries, plural uh, yeah. injuries. Uh, then Stefan Waite, um, after he departed the Canadians, 
and did his uh, multi-week uh, media <laughs> tour. Uh, he mentioned it several times and listed all the, the various injuries that Price was playing with. Yeah. Um, and so whatever happened last night, uh, he aggravated an existing injury. Uh, and uh, so we'll see how he responds uh, to treatment. This is not something as 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 explained by Stefan Waite that uh, necessarily can be can be can be fixed or totally healed. It's something he, he has to play through, and and um, and there's varying degrees of that given ha- given the the severity. So um, we'll see if he can respond to treatment and get back in. Uh, long-term injury, Brendan Gallagher left the game last night after taking a shot from Alexander Romanov uh, to his left hand this time? Right, right, right hand this Right thumb, yeah. Right thumb this time. Uh, the left hand was, was the one he's had issues with before. Now it's the right side, and he broke his thumb. He's going to be out for weeks, um, so there's going to be some line shuffling. Hey, Jake Evans pulls back in. <laughs> um, but... Um, you know, we'll see. Of course, someone I, you know, questions are ready for Joel Bouchard today. You know, with Gallagher being out, is that going to accelerate perhaps bringing Cole Caulfield up? And I, th- I think everyone's going to just pump the brakes on that. Cole Caulfield hasn't even played a game in the AHL yet, so uh, we will see how all of that transpires. But um, just hoping that everyone stays healthy um, and that those who are injured get get healthy very quickly. Um, Speaking of getting healthy, you know, the Canadians uh, went through their one week COVID protocol shutdown, which was, um, you know, it was it was a bit very it was very abrupt um, and and kind of threw everyone off. But, Rick, we're now seeing in Vancouver, we're talking a long shutdown for the Canucks. Uh, They've got what is it now? Almost up to 20 staff, coaches, players. Um, affected uh, the the variant that those who are sick have is one of the new variants, I believe, out of Brazil um, that affects younger people more severely. Um, we saw reports that team athletic trainers were and and the team medical staff was having to go to players' homes to administer IVs to keep fluids in them. Um, this is scary, uh, and and you have to to wonder. Um, of course, concerned about their short-term and long-term health for players, but also the ripple effect on the schedule, the ripple effect of um, teams that they played in the week leading up to their shutdown. Are you going to start then seeing seeing a, a, a domino effect if cases start cropping up? It's it's a very big question mark. Uh, to date, we've heard mostly about uh, players testing positive but being asymptomatic. Uh, this is anything but that. Yeah. Uh, these players are suffering um, uh, significant uh, symptoms. Um, y- you mentioned that there's 20 uh, or so um, players and and um, and and staff involved. Uh, but that's not to um, not to count the number of family members who that's right. undoubtedly uh, have been affected by this. Um, so uh, this this sounds like it's going to be around for a while. Uh, the the league, the NHL, is saying that um, um, you know they're still uh, assuming they're still expecting the the Canucks to complete their season, the full season, fifty six game season. They um, uh, don't expect to go to a, a points per percentage um, uh, uh, way of, of 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 calculating the standings, and uh, but you hear murmurs murmurs elsewhere about um, you know on the other end of it that uh, this this may even shut down the the Canucks season. Um, so we don't know where it is at this point, but um, kind of anything in between those those two uh, endpoints. Um, is is possible. I guess this is uh, the lesson here is we are nowhere even close to being out of the woods with this pandemic yet. Um, everyone should still be taking the same precautions, social distancing, wear a mask, wash your hands, be smart. Um, these and even even though vaccine rollouts are 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 happening, um, these new variants aren't always. There's just there's so many variables. Um, so please, please, please be safe, and we just wish for the speedy recovery of everyone affected uh, in the Vancouver Canucks organization and their families. 
some some COVID nineteen um, effects being felt in one of the teams for this week's upcoming Frozen Four tournament in the NCAA. Uh, Blake Biondi, who is of course a fourth round uh, selection. This past uh, this past October for the Montreal Canadiens, he and the University of Minnesota Duluth Bulldogs will be taking on uh, the U- uh, UMass Minutemen, the University of Massachusetts Minutemen, in the in one of the two semifinals uh, at PBG Paints Arena in Pittsburgh on Thursday night. That game, um, I should mention. Um, that game for, for Blake Biondi and UMD is at 9 o'clock on Thursday night. Um, realize that there is a Canadians game that night as well. So if you follow at the AHL report, um, while the Habs game is going on um, at 9 o'clock, I'll be covering that UMD um, game. And so we'll be tweeting any Blake Biondi news at the AHL report. Um but Rick, their their opponent, the UMass Minutemen, came out with an announcement today that they will be without four players um, ex- who were expected to be in their lineup on Thursday night uh, due to contact tracing protocols. So there, it sounds like there's someone who's been in contact with those four players who perhaps has tested positive, and so due to an abundance of caution, perhaps that's what the fact that they're calling it contract contact tracing protocol leads me to believe that this is a, a a very, very cautious approach, not necessarily that they have tested positive, but have to be safe. And so those four players will not be on the roster Thursday night. That's right. And, um, um, and, and let's hope that it's contained. Let's hope that it's contained. And that's, uh, it's unfortunate for those four players to be out of the frozen four tournament after, you know, all the uh, hard work they put in, but let's hope it's contained and that the game can go ahead uh, because we saw in the regionals that uh, some teams were, um, uh, were were had to, to leave the tournament uh, before they played a game. Uh, and let's hope that isn't the case in Pittsburgh. Well, and that's exactly how Blake Biondi and UMD advanced to the finals of the regional because their first game that was supposed to take place against the Michigan Wolverines, uh, Michigan had to withdraw the day before the tournament started, and so uh, UMD automatically advanced. Um, so um, this will be the second time that I'm sure that I'm sure everyone at UMD is kind of eyeing this warily, like, oh, okay, is this going to happen again? Um, so we will see, but again, so UMD only had to play one game, but only- <laughs> a, a whopper of a game it was, going eight periods long. That, that's right. Uh, Eastern time ended at about a quarter to two in the morning, mm-hmm. uh, Eastern time, um, with uh, you know just a, an absolute uh, slug out, a uh, very very long game, um, six hours and twelve minutes long. That's quite a game. Uh, so again, uh, they will play in the first semifinal against the UMass Minute- Minutemen. That is Thursday at nine o'clock. Um, that same day, Thursday at five o'clock Eastern Time, is the first of the two semifinal games, and that will be uh, Minnesota State playing Saint Cloud State University. Uh, that is the alma mater of both Charlie Lindgren and Ryan Paling, by the way. Um, and in fact, um, a member of the media, when we uh, we had a, a press conference with Ryan Paling last week, and another member of the media uh, asked Paling if he'd been paying attention to the Frozen Four and his thoughts on uh, his alma mater, St. Cloud State, advancing to the semifinals in Pittsburgh. And this is what he had to say about it. Yeah, I'm super excited. I mean, the coaching staff in general, too, they're they're some of the best coaches I've ever had. I still talk to them quite a bit. So I'm excited for the program. And yeah, a lot of the guys, a few of the guys I played with, I'd say the juniors and seniors are some of the guys that I played with. And then uh, every year they actually come to my cabin. We when it started my year on Memorial Day, we our whole team would go to my cabin. And then even when I'm off the team like this year, their whole team went to my cabin. and I got to go with them. So and just kind of unwind and get away from hockey so it's exciting and it's a cool tradition but i'm i'm looking forward to that game for sure it'll be exciting to see how they do so so we know that there's a couple of guys that are definitely uh going well for sure uh charlie lingren will be will be playing in a game so he's gonna have to 
play catch up after his game's over. But uh, we know that Ryan Paling's going to be paying attention on Thursday night. So, um, did Ryan leave his TV on when he was doing that, <laughs> or was that no, uh, media members in the back? No, it's chatter in the Bell Center. Uh, uh. You know. It's after practice and that kind of thing. So there's always a plenty of noise happening around where they do these virtual interviews. Just, just making sure people know it's not us. <laughs> it's not us. No, it's not us. <laughs> um, all right, so we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to go down on the farm to the Laval Rocket. We're going to hear more from Ryan Paling, as well as uh, some audio from Joel Bouchard and Cam Hillis. Uh, so don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this. The Press Zone is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. Be sure to follow us on social media. Find us on Twitter at The AHL Report. Check out our original game photography on Instagram at AHL Report and watch our exclusive video interviews with players, coaches, and other notable hockey names on our YouTube channel at All Habs. Just remember to turn on notifications so that you never miss a video. The AHL Report, your premier source for Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and all American Hockey League news. Rocket Sports Media is currently recruiting talented, motivated, and committed people to join our team. If you're a student wishing to gain experience, a young professional interested in broadening your credentials, an experienced hockey mind looking for a platform to share your expertise, or a passionate fan looking to contribute to our publications by connecting with fellow hockey fans, we want to hear from you. If you are bright, loyal, passionate, and willing to dedicate yourself to a remarkable team, visit AHLReport.com and click the Join Our Team tab at the top of the page today. And welcome back to the Press Zone Montreal right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media. That's right. That means that this podcast, the Press Zone Montreal, is all for you Habs fans and Laval Rocket fans. We uh, we cover the Montreal Canadiens organization from the NHL all the way down to potential draft picks and prospects and so forth. Um, and we are glad that you are here with us again. My name is Amy Johnson. I'm your host and I'm joined each week by my wonderful co-host Rick Stevens. And be sure you're also following us on Twitter for all of our live game uh, tweets as far as the Laval Rocket is concerned and uh, episodes of this podcast. My colleague Chris G writes a regular Rocket notepad column that you don't want to miss. All sorts of good stuff over at the AHL Report. So follow on Twitter at the AHL Report and you won't ever miss a minute of it. I heard I heard something about the AHL report. What? That like a ton of people have found it and are are, are consuming all the content on <laughs> it. Like a ton. Um, like you know the the name of the mm, team, the Rocket. Yeah. Yeah. The the numbers are rocketing. <laughs> yeah, we don't. Uh, we'll do a little slight little uh, behind the scenes administrative humble brag that um, our numbers from from training camp to now. Um, at the AHL report are just Ridiculous. blowing the roof off of things. Yeah. Um, every day, uh, every day when I check the analytics and the metrics, um, the numbers keep going up. None of them keep, none of them are going down. Uh, so we're very happy that you uh, rely on the AHL report, that you're visiting frequently, um, that you're obviously finding value in, in the content that we have there. Uh, and we appreciate your readership and feel free. Don't be shy but, about sharing it with your friends and, and yeah. fellow don't hockey fans. Don't stop now. No, don't stop <laughs> now. We, we, we love having you. And we're so glad, you know, it's rewarding for us to know the amount of work that our entire team puts in, uh, putting out that content for you at the AHL report. Um, it's rewarding for us to know that you're gobbling it up 
it up. It makes it worthwhile for us to spend uh, the time and the energy and the effort to, to do what we do. So thank you very much for reading and uh, making that a regular visit uh, on the internet. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the Laval rocket. We're going to first start uh, with um, last week there was a new contract sign, uh, signed. Um, Corey Schooneman, uh, is, uh has been a top pairing defenseman uh, with the Rocket for the since the end of February. He's he's had a pretty solid, uh, pretty stable position, top left D uh, with Otto Leskinen on the right side um, since the end of February. Um, he spent most of, uh, after spending four years in the NCAA with Western Michigan, he was an undrafted player. Um, then most of last year, he played for the Stockton Heat in the AHL, had, uh, I think, three or four games in the ECHL as well. But most of his time was spent with the Stockton Heat. Um, and uh, the Habs scouts, Joel Bouchard credits them constantly for finding Corey Schooneman. They had an eye on him and they signed him to an AHL contract over the summer. Uh, in the off season, well, he has performed so well uh, and has become so reliable for Joel Bouchard that he's just now earned himself uh, an NHL contract for next year—a two-way NHL contract with the Montreal Canadiens. And uh, Rick, that's uh, you know, it's a it's a nice little success story. And uh, Corey, Sh this is his first NHL contract. I think Corey Schooneman was pretty excited about it. <laughs> well, I think, um, and, and, you know, fans are, are enthusiastic about, uh, about players and mm -hmm. they say, well, sign him, sign him, sign him. How about the him? Ah, how about signing him? Uh, they're, they're, they're quite, quite excited about, um, making sure that everybody gets a contract, but you have to remember not only is there the cap issues and, and, and yes, there's not a cap issue if players, uh, on an NHL contract and in the, the AHL, that's not an issue, but there are a fixed number of contracts, mm -hmm. um, that the organization organization is allowed. Um, the Canadians now have 48 of their 50 contracts used. That includes the Schooneman one. Um, sorry, it doesn't, not till next year. Um, but, um, that's something that, that, uh, general managers have to consider. Um, and, uh, so this is a big deal. This is, this shows that the Canadians, uh, and particularly Joel Bouchard really value, uh, the, the work that he's done, the contributions that he's made, um, and how he can be effective part of, of the plan for next year. And as I said, he and Otto Leskinen have been the reliable top pair f for Joel Bouchard for at least the last five weeks or so. And you see Otto Leskinen is called up to the, the taxi squad this week. Uh, he's He's been performing exceptionally well in addition uh, and and with his, his pairing uh, defenseman, Corey Schooneman. So um, congratulations to Corey. It's, it's fantastic. Um, the exciting news that came out of the Canadians today was that another player has signed his ELC beginning next year, and that is young Jan Mishak. He is going to go pro uh, and has signed his ELC. He's currently out with injury, um, but before he went out with injury, had been doing exceptionally well uh, in learning and adjusting to the pro game Um on a number of occasions, Joel Bouchard has called him a sponge. He says he's just, you know, and every time we've seen him in a press conference, he's just, he's smiling, he's beaming, he's hes having fun. He he apparently loves to learn um, and his, his game is maturing and he's learning a lot, has had some great opportunity uh, being able to play with Laval this year. And so when we spoke to Joel Bouchard this morning following uh, the team's morning skate, uh, which also happened to be right after the news came out that Meshach had signed his ELC. Uh, I asked him to just comment on on Meshach's performance and progression this season, and here's what he had to say. He wants to be better. He um, he wants to understand. He has questions. He tries on the ice. He's gotten better on so many things since the big. He's a sponge. He wants to get it done. And before he got hurt, I mean, you've seen him move in the lineup time and time again where mm -hmm. I can put him on the right wing, left wing, center. And, you know, he's not going to be perfect, but he's going to give your, your your line a, a positive impact in some way. And he's got great energy. He's a professional. He comes to the rink early. He asks the right questions. He pays attention to detail. And like I said, you know, there's two ways you look at player. Like, I know a guy like 
we can rank player uh, you know while his skating is a a his passing is a b his hockey sense i don't go that route i go as is he a hockey player yes or no they all gonna have weaknesses they all gonna have flaws how can they handle the pressure how can they find solution how can they manage everything that's thrown at them when it gets to the next level and that's when i see he's a hockey player and he's a hockey player he's a hockey player He's a hockey player's <laughs> hockey player. No, I, I, yeah. I, I think Joel's been listening to, because I said that before. He, he, he is just a guy who uh, Meshach that uh, uh, he, he, he does everything. Um, not, not spectacularly well, um, yet. but uh, yet, yes, that's correct. Um, he's developing. He's learning. He's. Uh, you know, remember, he's supposed to be uh, playing in the OHL this year. That's right. Um, and, uh, you know, his work on face-offs or uh, blocking shots or, or uh, using his stick to, to uh, defend or, or uh, you know, he's, he's got some uh, offense in him as well. Um, he just, uh, he's, he's got, uh, he's very comfortable on the ice, wanting to learn, wanting to get better. Um, I, just his hockey sense, his, his work ethic is, uh, top of the charts. It's, it's great. It is. And I, I'm impressed by the fact that you're right. He's supposed to be playing in the OHL this year. The OHL still hasn't called their season on or off yet. Um, and so he's been given this opportunity to, to play professionally in the interim, and so, sure, if the OHL, had, if this had been a regular year and the OHL had been in season, uh, maybe he'd have been tearing up the OHL and maybe he still would have, you know, been signing his ELC at this point in time. What I think is significant is he's not playing in the OHL. He's playing in the AHL. He's playing professional hockey and has done enough already this season for the Canadians to say, we want to sign you to your ELC and get you playing next year. Well, and, and the role would be different, right? If he was in the, the OHL, he'd be getting top minutes. He'd be in uh, all kinds of situations. He'd be playing every game. Uh, that hasn't been the case in Laval. No. He's had to sit out a few games. He's had to, you know, come in on um, on the line. He's, he's played a bit on the wing. He's He's been asked to do everything, and he's accepted that uh, and and done well. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm very impressed with this player. Absolutely. Uh, and we're going to, we're going to talk about another player in towards the end of this segment. That's, that's going through that as well. Hasn't, hasn't been able to play very much, um, yet. Um, and, and talks to us a little bit about, about that struggle. But first let's, you know, let's, let's look at the rocket in general right now. As we said, Caden Primo recalled to the taxi squad today, they play their final game uh, of the year against the Stockton Heat tonight uh, at the Bell Center. Uh, Michael McNiven will get his second consecutive start. Uh, if Primo is still up with the taxi squad by the time Laval goes to Toronto at the end of the week, De uh, Vasily Demchenko will likely get a start uh, on the weekend. Uh, Otto Leskinen is up, so uh, Bouchard told us this morning that means Jacob Laguerriere will make his season debut uh, on the back end tonight. Um, and, of course, uh, none of the injured players, Jan Mishak, Lucas Vedemo, Alex Belzeal, uh, guys like that, none of them are coming back yet. Uh, so uh, still some some line shuffling and so forth. But, Rick, the, the Rocket are continuing to find ways to win. When they went out on that eight-game road strip, road road trip. They swept the Stockton Heat. Uh, they've won both of these two home games against Stockton Heat in advance of tonight's game. Um, and they only lost one of four games to the Manitoba Moose on the road. And that was in a shootout where they gave up two quick goals in the last minutes of the third period. So they essentially had that game in the bag and it just, it, it unraveled at the very last second. Um, this team is playing very well. Uh, they are playing as a cohesive unit. Uh, any player that we talk to says over and over again that their structure is solid. And Bouchard is not the only one using the word buy-in. Uh, the players, keep young and old, keep talking about everyone in the room is buying into what they're building. And I think it's pretty apparent how much of a unit they are. And uh, no matter where they get shuffled around in the lineup or who comes in and out, they're finding ways to win each and every night. 
Well, it's interesting because uh, Joel Bouchard has the benefit of having more talent uh, than than a Canadian's AHL affiliate has had in recent memory. Yeah, there's a lot of talent down there. He's got uh, a whole a, a whole ECHL team as part of uh, his group. We we talked about it at the beginning of the season. What's he going to do with all these players? He's got a, a um, CHL talent, young. Uh, talent and and he's uh, Joel Bouchard has benefited from that uh, in in that there's all kinds of options for him to choose from. Where we have to give him credit is that he's blended the that group together and and he's had uh, you know he's had to 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 uh, have conversations with particularly veterans and and say you know you're not going to get into the lineup every night and and. And so that uh, when the player goes in, whether whether he be a young player or a veteran, uh, they're hungry, and he's been able to to bring that group together. Uh, as you said, have them all buy in, and um, and and that takes a particular skill. He's he's benefited from a lot of choice, a lot of talent. Uh, but he's brought them together and they're all pulling in the same direction. Absolutely. Uh, one guy who is continuing to impress is Ryan Paling. Uh, on that eight-game road trip, he had two goals and six assists, an eight-point road trip for Paling. With the, all of the injuries and call-ups in the lineup, uh, he has now been promoted to centering the top line. Um He's had Joel Blandizi. He's had uh, Joel Teasdale as his wingers. He's that's changed a little bit uh, with with some of the line shakeups and whatnot. But he's he's really come a long way, uh, and this season he's he's really putting the pieces together. Um, we spoke to him uh, last last week when they got back from their road trip, and and uh, I had this to ask him in reference to uh, the the kind of grueling compacted schedule that was coming up. Five games in, in the next nine nights for you guys. What's the key to really staying fresh uh, for every one of those games? Yeah, I think, I mean, we're probably one of the more well-conditioned teams in the league. We kind of pride ourselves on that. So I think just staying fresh mentally is a big thing too. I mean, we're obviously in a hot start. We're, we're kind of in a hot streak right now, so it's easy to stay stay ready mentally. So I think it's honestly good for us that we're playing a lot of games in this short amount of time. I mean, we're used to it and I think that we're in a good rhythm. So I think if we can just kind of keep that going at home, it'll be uh, good for our team. And they've done that so far. They've since, since that conversation, they went on to win their next two games. Uh, we'll see how they do tonight. To me, the key in that statement that he made was almost kind of a throwaway at the very beginning. He said, I think we're one of the more well-conditioned teams in the AHL. Well, that's, and that says a lot. Yeah, it does. Um, and I, I think we're talking to Ryan Paling here, and uh, I think the Laval Rocket have benefited from having some of their top prospects with the team rather than mm-hmm. being uh, on the taxi squad as as many other uh, – we've heard it over and over and over again uh, this season about the AHL. Uh, that uh, some of the talent has been taken off the top. The the cream of the the uh, AHL talent has been sent to the taxi squad. That really hasn't been the case with Lavelle. And so to have a Ryan Paling, to have a, a Kale Fleury um, on the 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 team playing almost every night, uh, that's that's really benefited the Rocket. Absolutely. Uh, someone else, just before we move on from Ryan Paling, uh, another member of the media had a very interesting question for him, and I really liked his answer. It's about how his performance has gone this year. Take a listen to this. And for you uh, personally, I mean, do you feel as though right now you you've got you play probably your best hockey since you joined the Rocket? Yeah, for sure. I think yeah. It, it's uh, I mean, we got a great team, and for me, I know I took this summer very seriously. I mean, it was nice to have eight or nine months where you can kind of focus off on on the offering stuff and I got a lot stronger and faster so I think that's kind of helped out with my game and then obviously just the little details winning battles and doing things like that that kind of help you create offense so I think I've gotten a lot more consistent in my game with that part and you can see it paying off in the long run that quote is just for all of the folks in the Montreal media or fans who still believe the uh, vicious rumor that Ryan Paling showed up to camp out of shape 
Um, he didn't. <laughs> it was false. It, it, it was, was false. false at the time it was it was uh, put out there, and it, it remains false. And for him to say, I I took the I took all eight or nine months, and I I was serious about it, and I put on weight, and I worked on the little details. Ryan Paling came came to camp with his head on straight. And yeah, you have to um, you have to give him credit. Uh, that that his attitude and his the mental part of his game because he might have been been expecting to be part of the uh, Canadians roster even the expanded roster uh, and has spent uh, his season um, with uh, Laval and 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 even as the Canadians added uh, the extra forwards the the Michael Froelichs and the Corey Perrys and more recently Eric Stahl you have to think that 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 would be discouraging for um ryan paling because it means it's harder for him to to get a spot to, to have a call up uh, but he hasn't shown that at all none of that is coming from him uh he's been he's been dedicated he's uh embraced the role that he has and and he's been uh, terrific this season there was uh, you know um to, to that point, uh, his interview that day went almost 10 minutes long with various members of the media. Um, he had, I, I, I could have played the entire interview. He had such great sound bites, but he did mention um, he believes that, you know, that someone had asked him, you know, it's it's exactly two years to the day since your NHL debut, debut that big, you know, three goal that game against Toronto that was such a, a big coming out for him uh, in the NHL. And and how do you feel about the last two years and that kind of thing? And it's funny, he said, wow, I, I didn't even realize that it that it was the two-year anniversary of that and, and talked about how, um, you know, sure, there were times that I probably thought that I should be up in the NHL, but maybe that wasn't the best place for me to be. And maybe, you know, down here I can work on my game and I can develop and I can concentrate on the smaller details and not worry about all of the other pressure and um, – I'll have to pull. I'll have to pull that sound clip uh, for our listeners uh, for for the next show. Um, kind of going right along with what you're saying. I think he realizes that um, every player takes a different path. Um, speaking of everybody taking a different path, of course, the big news this week is that Cole Caulfield uh, has now arrived. He skated with the Laval Rocket for the first time today in their morning skate, so it, he has not had an actual full practice with the team yet. Uh, much to the chagrin of half of Montreal, he is not going to debut tonight. Uh, this does not come as a surprise to me. I, I said a week ago that I uh, don't believe that he will play until Friday in Toronto, and that... Uh, has been confirmed that that's the target that he will make his pro debut on the road against the Toronto Marlies on Friday night. Why is that the case? Joel Bouchard said today, uh, you know, it's been 11 days since he's practiced for one thing. So he needs to just get on the ice and out of a hotel room for a bit. Um, and this is a jump from NCAA to pro. Uh, it's a vastly different game and to throw a top prospect, uh, one of the three finalists for the Hobie Baker, which will be announced later this week if he wins it or not. I think he's a likely winner for the Hobie Baker this year. Um, he's going to be a target. And if you put a guy out on the ice who is going to be a target in a system he's not familiar with at a pace that he's not familiar with or even conditioned to yet, uh, it's a recipe for disaster. So they're going to give him a few days and uh, and we'll see the debut of Cole Caulfield on, on Friday night, Rick. Um, yeah, for those scoffing at the fact that uh, he needs some practice time, he needs to understand the systems, uh, he needs to know what to expect. They, they just don't understand the AHL. They aren't following the AHL. And, and why would you risk injury uh, to to a player putting them in a, a situation like that without some preparation uh, that's just that would be irresponsible the, the the Laval rocket and the Canadians are taking the the correct path um, the, the the criticism is 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 just silly it is uh, and so when we spoke to Joel Bouchard this morning uh, of course before we we let him go the topic of Cole Caulfield had to come up it, it, like I said, I'm excited like everybody else. I'm a fan mm -hmm. of guys that score a goal. I'm a coach. So ask me if I like a guy that score a goal. I don't <laughs> my hand all the time. That being said, you know, I got I, I, I to coach him through in the right situation to put him in an environment where he's comfortable, he's learning, he's growing, and he doesn't, you know, 
go away from from having scoring chances and then goal comes can we get him a pop filter <laughs> the microphone the, his their microphone was having a little bit of trouble today it was <laughs> he gets very excited about his uh -huh. about answering and so he moves closer to to their microphone and so you know we <laughs> we appreciate his enthusiasm for sure but uh so yes uh of course follow along at the ahl report we will have full coverage of every laval rocket game this week including of course cole caulfield's debut later this week before we wrap up this segment there's just one more piece of audio i'd like you to hear and that is uh the other player um i you know i felt terrible for him today the other player that was made available after the morning skate today was cam hillis um and cam hillis has played just six games this season he's another one of those guys like Jan Meshack who's young and has had to sit in the press box more often than he probably would like to or is accustomed to because of the rotation of the roster um, doesn't have any points on this season yet but particularly with all of the injuries he's now starting to get more of a regular appearance in the lineup um, and with all the Cole Caulfield excitement in in town this week um, Myself and one other reporter were the only ones that asked Cam Hillis questions this morning. And the other reporter simply asked him about what it was like having Cole Caulfield on the ice with him this morning. I felt terrible for this kid. Um, we wanted to actually talk to Cam Hillis to talk about Cam Hillis. And so for Cam Hillis, so that he knows that fans are really interested in how he's developing as well. Uh, here's our, our brief conversation with Cam Hillis this morning. Can you just talk a bit about how you've been able to stay fresh day-to-day, week-to-week, and really be ready to compete when you do get the call to come into the lineup? Yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is pro hockey, and um, I understand it's a process here, and I've been actually happy with the way I've handled things this year and the way uh, the coaches have worked with me. I think uh, I've learned a lot since the start of the year. I mean, my day-to-day -day is just focusing on me and, and my habits and, and getting better, and um, that's all I can really focus on and, and make sure I'm ready when I do get the call. You, you mentioned that you feel like you've learned a lot so far this year. Can you specify some of those things that really you've noticed either that you've improved in your game or that you're really kind of soaking in? Yeah, I think my, uh, my D zone, uh, my D zone coverage, just playing the right way, um, being a strong defensive center, two-way player. Um, I think that's, that's something you really have to have, uh, as a center, especially at the next level. So. Um, I understand that takes time and it's a process, like I said, so uh, I'm just going to work on chipping away at that. And I think I've done a good job so far. Another young prospect with a really good attitude, uh, who really has not had uh, a whole lot of chance to, to show what he can do this year. I was very impressed with, with Cam Hillis's responses. Very impressed. He's he's uh, got his head on straight. He understands uh, that there's uh, a number of aspects to turning pro and that it, it is a different game. And that all the lessons that he learns uh, don't necessarily need to happen on the ice or or, or need to happen uh, during a game. Um, and uh, so even when he's not in the lineup, um, he can learn uh, that D-zone uh, coverage uh, and how to read plays uh, from coaching staff and from watching video. Um, he can learn about being a pro by by doing better nutrition and, and better training and conditioning and all those kinds of things, all of those kinds of lessons that uh, it's just handy to be on uh, that team and picking up from either the coaching staff or, or uh, from teammates. Absolutely. So uh, we wish him the best of luck. Hopefully we'll get to talk to him a little bit more frequently. Um as, as the season progresses here. We are going to take one last quick break. On the other side of that, we are going to go around the AHL. We've got uh, the Player of the Week to introduce you to, as well as the League Award winners from March. So, uh, And we have a very special feel-good finale, a touching tribute. You don't want to miss it, so don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this. For all the latest news, interviews, analysis, and commentary about the Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and every other team in the American Hockey League, as well as information on prospects, junior hockey, and international hockey, head over to ahl.report, the home of the AHL Report. 
Follow along on Twitter at the AHL Report for live game updates, ringside photography, game recaps, and articles containing exclusive audio and video of your favorite players. That's the AHL Report, proud partner of Rocket Sports Media. AHL.Report. In every city around the world, sports fans flock to popular watering holes to share a few pints, some good grub, and to cheer for their team. Think your favorite sports bar deserves to be recognized? Or are you traveling to a new place and need to find the perfect spot to watch a game? HockeyPub.com is the answer. Find out where the best spots are in your city to eat, drink, and meet fellow fans. HockeyPub.com the Press Zone is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. In addition to building a worldwide network of sports fans, the team at RSM is also dedicated to mobilizing the sports community in ways that make a difference in the lives of others. Giving back to the community bridges the gap between team affiliations. It's something any fan can support. RSM proudly provided support for organizations and projects like Hockey Fights Cancer, Five Hole for Food, the Montreal Canadiens Children's Foundations, Autism Speaks, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada, and the People of Canada Portrait Project, just to name a few. If you would like to be involved with a Rocket Power project or have a worthy fundraising initiative you'd like us to be part of, please contact us at rocketsportsmedia.com. And welcome back to the Press Zone right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media. Uh, I am your host once again, Amy Johnson, joined by Rick Stevens. And also don't forget to follow this podcast's Twitter account. You, that's right. You can find us at the Press Zone on uh, Twitter. And uh, we'd love to have you following along there. Of course, uh, you'll always know when a new episode has come out. Uh, in addition, sometimes you get some uh, audio clips and so forth from interviews that uh, that you want to keep track of and and also news from our our other uh, publications from allhabs.net from uh, the flyers report from the ahl report all of them uh right there at the press zone so be sure you're following along in this episode, uh, in this segment, we go around the AHL. And of course, first off, we want to introduce you to this week's CCM AHL Player of the Week. Uh, it's a goaltender this week. Uh, Iowa Wild's Hunter Jones has been selected as the Player of the Week, backstopping Iowa to three consecutive wins on the road in Texas last week uh, with the best games he's ever put up in his young career. He stopped 93 of 96 shots, Went 3-0-0 with a 1.01 goals against and a 9.69 save percentage, uh, making three starts over the course of four days. Didn't I say a, a, an episode or, or so ago that uh, the player of the week should always be a goaltender? I think you did say <laughs> that, actually. <laughs> well, someone was listening. Thank you, Hunter Jones. Thank you for uh, proving me right here. And uh, what a gr- what a great week for him. Absolutely, um, and and uh, his his goals against uh, average for the season, just in those games uh, that he played so superbly, um, his goals against dropped by more than a full goal uh, per game. So, um, and, and his save percentage went up by thirty six points. So, uh, what a great week for for him and uh, and for his team, obviously. Now, the AHL has also announced their award winners for the month of March. Normally, there's three. There's a player of the month, a rookie of the month, and a goaltender of the month. This month, there's four. All right. Because there are two players of the month. They are co-winners. Both of them are from the Bakersfield Condors. It's Tyler Benson and Cooper Morody. Each of them tallied 19 points in 14 games for Bakersfield last month and are now two of the top scorers in the AHL for this year. Um, Benson has gotten on the score sheet 12 of his 14 games in March. 
He had five multiple point games uh, and finished with six goals, 13 assists, and a plus 10 during the month of March. And Marodi had points in each of his first 11 games in March, had a 14-game scoring streak and took over the league's scoring lead, had hat tricks on March 6th and on March 13th, and had a four-point night uh, on March 7th. So he's doing all right, I think. So two co-winners. Your rookie of the month is Riley Damiani from the uh, Texas Stars. And your goaltender of the month is one Logan Thompson from the Henderson Silver Knights. Um, True big month. Uh, Damiani, the the rookie, um, helped the Stars to a sweep of their three-game visit to Tucson in the beginning of the month. He had an assist uh, in a couple of those games before getting the game-winning goal and another assist in in the third game of that series. Also had his first pro hat trick, um, so that was was pretty good um, for him. And then uh, Thompson is the goaltender of the month for the second consecutive month. Uh, he he was the goaltender of the month back in February, and uh, for the Henderson Silver Knights in the month of March, went 6-1-0 and in seven starts, just allowing 13 goals on 261 shots. Fabulous. So there's your goaltender. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so really tremendous. You know, it's the, the thing I like about that, too, is they're all um, – Western Conference players. And one of the things that I like about them highlighting these these players of the week and players of the, well, including the Iowa Wilds uh, player of the week as well, um, it's, it's not often that fans or even journalists get to watch a lot of um, games in the Western Conference. Uh, as journalists, we do when we can, and, and we certainly stay on top of, of stats and whatnot. But it's a great way to introduce people to some of those lesser-known names that you don't hear as often on this side of the country. Um, and uh, because you never know, like a guy like Corey Schooneman, who did really well with Stockton last year, we had someone on Twitter this week say, Corey Schooneman, why have I never heard of this guy? He came out of nowhere. Well, because it's not that he came out of nowhere. It's just that he was playing on the West Coast. So this way, you know, next year, who knows? You might hear one of those names, Riley Damiani, Logan Thompson, Cooper Marodi. You might be hearing them much more often if, if they end up on an Eastern Conference team. So I could tell my Cooper Marodi story again. Could you? If, if you want. Is it quick? No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not at all. That was a few episodes ago. That was a few episodes ago. Do you want to tell it? No. Okay. Go back and listen. A couple of episodes. There was a very special Cooper Marodi story from Rick Stevens. <laughs> so those are the award winners for the month of March. And of course, before we before we say goodbye, we want to leave you with a uh, feel-good finale. Um Actually, before we do that, Rick, um, we want to remind people, thank you for being here again this week. We want to remind you to subscribe to the show. Um, Make sure you have notifications available so that you always know when we have a new episode. Uh, What's the best way for for people to spread the word and share the podcast and subscribe and all those fun things? Well, you can check out thepresszone.fm. No, I haven't said that before, have Ooh, I? Presszone.fm. We have a, a new site that uh, that we we're showing off, and and that way, uh, it's just for our our podcast, and you can find all of our episodes there. Uh, but don't forget about ahlreport.com. Ahlreport.com. Um, that on that site you'll get not only the podcast but also uh, game reviews and and uh, notepads and and all kinds of of uh, content there. Um, you can also reach out to us. You can reach out to us by text. Five eight five three Rocket is the Rocket Sports text line uh, to leave a comment. And uh, as far as the press zone, uh, the first and foremost thing you should do is whatever you, wherever you're listening to us on your favorite podcast app, be sure that you are, are subscribed. Subscribe and then all the episodes will find you instead of you having to find the episode. Absolutely. Uh, so we want to leave you today with a touching feel-good finale. Today is the three-year anniversary anniversary uh, of the uh Humboldt Broncos tragedy uh, when we lost so many uh, young young lives uh, in that in that event three years ago, um, and it's certainly a day that the hockey community around the world is is remembering. Um, 
but there's a little bit of a bright spot. Uh, the team and, and the community has announced this week a capital campaign, um, and you can find it at HumboldtTributeCampaign.com, um, and they are undergoing an initiative to build the Humboldt Broncos Tribute uh, Center, and it will be a community hockey rink that not only serves a bit as a, a, a tribute to the lives lost on that day, it'll have a bit of a museum quality to to it with jerseys and photos and memorabilia and and contributions from families and so on and so forth but it will also be a community rink um and and will will serve as a place for for the hockey community to to come together and and help serve the community in in those ways so they are um doing a really big capital campaign uh right now to raise the funds to put the tribute center together so i invite you to visit humboldttributecampaign.com uh, and just if if for no other reason, if you're not able to to make a donation, at least check out the project. Uh, you can watch the video that's there on the website. Um, there's an appearance in it by Connor McDavid, who's who's helping to endorse this initiative and so forth, uh, and some other uh, pretty familiar faces uh, as well. So um, really, really s- a special project for them to take on, and I and I certainly hope it's successful. It's um, it's shocking that it was three years uh, that three years have passed, um, and there were the sixteen lives lost. But there's also you know thirteen that were injured, and some of them still yeah. uh, dealing with those injuries. So um, you know this project is is a, a, a continuing way to help heal and uh, for the community to move forward. And I I, I in, as as you said. Um, it, if you can support it, please do. If uh, otherwise, um, uh, just go take a look and and uh, see what they're doing in order to to memorialize uh, this and and uh, and also move forward. Absolutely. That is going to do it for us this week. Uh, be sure you check back with us same uh, same bat time, same bat channel next week. Uh, we'll be back with another great episode of The Press Zone. We'll have all sorts of great hockey content for you. Plenty of news coming in the next week. Hey, guess what? The trade deadline's next week. So I can't imagine that anything surprising is going to happen between now and then. Uh, be sure you uh, check back with us, and we'll be sure to bring you up to speed on all of it. And thanks so much for joining us again on The Press Zone. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of The Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit AHLReport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.